morning, everybody. I'm just so excited to bring you this word today and uh, share about men's, about emotional health. We've been uh, part of a series right now uh, and we have been walking through uh, what really is the ultimate life? What does uh, an ultimate life look like? What is it like to be followers of Jesus and live the ultimate life? And you may be watching this and you may not call yourself a follower of Jesus, but I know that today uh, this is going to help you. And, uh, you know, uh, today is all about men's emotional health. And uh, if you're a woman, you might go, well, <laughs> it's time for me to go watch Netflix because you can't do anything else at the moment. But uh, look, uh, there is no better uh, there is no better thing. And I think air, I can speak on behalf of every woman, uh, every, wo every all women. I, I can speak on behalf of every woman to say I think this is the only time I would do this, by the way, to say that there's no, uh, uh, there, there is no happier woman than a man who is emotionally healthy. And uh, that just sets the environment within the home. It sets the environment with co-workers. It sets the environment where you work, where you live, where you play. No matter what happens, it, it sets the environment for around your life. And, you know, there is, there is absolutely know um, <clears throat> we, we acknowledge completely and totally the spiritual journey uh, that uh, each and every single uh, person is on um, but just for today what I'm going to be talking about is from a spiritual perspective what I'm going to be talking about is uh, men's emotional health and uh, it's quite interesting that if you do a bit of a search and, uh, you know, I consulted Dr. Google with his PhD. And uh, if you do a bit of a search, uh, a research, <laughs> if you do a bit of research, then what happens is you don't find much on emotional health. You find a lot on mental health. And I don't think that uh, our community and I don't think uh, that many of us spend a lot of time on what what becoming emotionally healthy we, we we spend a lot of time of being spiritual spiritually healthy and there might be an element of of uh, you know whether we go off and we do our meditation or uh, no matter what we might do um, we might think you know we might even exercise and 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 we think that you know that is improving your emotional health and it does certainly help but how much time do we actually spend on and concentrate on being emotionally healthy, being healthy emotionally, being able to, in a healthy way, uh, express our feelings and uh, express and acknowledge how we feel. And so mental health and emotional health are absolutely not the same. Men's emotion... Let me just talk about that. Yes, women, men do have emotions. I know we're not very good at sharing it. And let, let me tell you, the only thing that qualifies me to say that is, yes, I'm a man. So, you know, I'm, I, I, I have only um, researched this at a surface level. And, and so you, this may touch a nerve. Uh, you may not be able to hear what I'm saying. Uh, you may not be able to accept what I'm saying very well. But 
please understand this, is that uh, there are people and there are places you can go to to get help. Careline, uh, there's, uh, we will show at the end of today a uh, slide of where, we, uh, of where you can go uh, to call for help. And uh, please, you are welcome to call our office. But men's emotions are potentially the most fragile they have ever been. This does not mean healthy. Fragility does not necessarily mean healthy. Um, uh, this, uh, the ability of a man to respond well when emotions are felt is the absolute key. That's what healthy emotions are all about. That's what, it, it, you know, it, and we can experience a range of different emotions. Anger, sadness. I am a mess when I'm watching an emotional movie. I, I, I try and wipe away the tears and, you know, Anna will look across at me and go, you're right. And, and I'll go, yep. I'm just a man who's in touch with his fem feminine side. We think that emotions are something to do with not being a man when the actual truth is, men, we are emotional beings. We are beings that are made. We are designed to experience emotions. We are designed to feel emotions and be able to act accordingly with them. And so I, uh, Anna and I have a son and uh, we have a son and a daughter and, and Josh, man, he loves to wrestle. Joshua loves to wrestle. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll wrestle Anna and, and every now and then he'll get away with wrestling Shiloh. But, but he, we love to wrestle together. And it's like this, oh, this, like this tussle. And, and, uh, and, and uh, I remember when my brother and I would wrestle together and I would hear mum's voice say, somebody's going to get hurt. And uh, sure enough, what was what happened of course somebody always gets hurt and because i was the youngest and at the time the littlest not anymore but the uh the littlest um i was always the one generally in tears but every now and then dad would get in the mix and there'd be the three of us wrestling each other and eventually what would happen of course is dad would wrestle my older brother gary and i'd just stand back and enjoy the show but this is it. This is it. That emotional health being is able to process all emotions in a positive way. And often when us guys, even when we're playing, even when we're playing sport or, you know, we allow this, this pride into our lives, we allow this feeling to get in that says, I will not be defeated. It's like there is a warrior deep within us, even when we play wrestling. It's like there's this warrior that's battling out. You know, we love the action movies. Every now and then we enjoy a rom-com as well but uh, a romantic comedy but you know uh, mostly we love the action movies where there's lots of action where there's the good guys always win and and we love to get into those superhero moments simply because we are we lean towards that warrior nature and that's not to say that some women don't and that's not to say at all uh, that that women can't fight and women can't uh, battle go into battle 
but today we're talking about men. We're talking about men's emotions. We're talking about being emotionally healthy. And I'm going to quick fire a whole bunch of uh, statistics and facts to, to your way today. And I hope that you can keep, keep up. But then we're going to be talking about uh, that a, a man, a spiritual man, an emotionally healthy man is a warrior. And so, um, you know, women, I just want to reiterate, this is for you too. This is for you. And so you're going to find this incredibly helpful because you're going to be able to understand and relate to men in a better way as well. And so um, women, us men need you to listen to this today. I'm going to say that again. Women, every single woman, you, (laughs) us men need you to listen to this today, simply because uh, when you walk, when you are uh, able to uh, not walk by our side, but as we walk together, when there is understanding and when you have knowledge and understanding, then there is a much more harmonious uh, environment around our lives. You've heard the saying, happy wife, happy life. Well, happy, emotionally healthy man sorry, happy, emotionally healthy man, and he will bring home the ham. Well, look, I was trying, you know, happy wife, happy life. It was, it was a bit of a rhyme. And so I tried to make it happy, emotionally healthy man, and he will bring home the ham. Look, when the guys are good, life is good also. So get ready. We're going to dive into it. So today is not all about mental health. It's about something so much more. So I mentioned that uh, men in my home love to wrestle, the two of us. And uh, for most men, there is always a fight, whether it's a play fight or a real one. There seems to be an innate call to conquer something, or perhaps it's an innate call to feel like one is achieving something great. The truth is men are created with the heart of a warrior. Guys, that is how God has created you. And even if you would think to yourself as a highly sensitive man, you, 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 you may have those that, that gifts of where you are very, very sensitive, but each man is called to fight for what they value most. And you might, you, you might be a very creative man. You might be somebody who is, uh, uh, um, uh, loves to express themselves verbally or uh, emotionally in some way. You may express yourself in art, in music, whatever that might be. Whatever, whatever the society would see you as being sensitive, well then that is the way that God has created you. And that needs to be embraced. That needs to be understood. And that needs uh, an outlet of where you yourself can, can fight for that. That you can go, well, no, uh, uh, you know, I'm sensitive in this area or I'm, I'm, I'm being moved in this area of society or in that need in a person's life. And that you can act on that. So um, each man has a desire to fight for what is right, to a call that they believe in. There is a culture that might say within our society that men can't 
fight. Well, you know, I, I can hear it all the time. You know, stop fighting. You know, I can hear my mum, you know, in the, in the background saying to us guys, somebody's going to get hurt. Stop fighting. We say to our kids all the time, stop fighting all the time. <coughs> and, uh, and what it is, is that there is this culture within society that says that fighting is bad. But how many know that when the chips are down, when your back is up against the wall, whether it's business challenges, whether it's health challenges, no matter what it is there is this need there's got to be that old-fashioned gumption that stands up and says now I'm gonna fight for what is correct I'm gonna fight against injustice and I'm going to fight for what God sees as true in my life and it's a bit like this it's like you know Jesus who is the greatest warrior of all he went from being a Galilean carpenter you know uh, he, he was moved by love mercy compassion he is the most sensitive he is the most toughest he is the most motivated uh, man that has ever walked the face of the earth he is the greatest warrior that has ever uh, lived he faced it all he went to the cross he fought the devil and he came back victorious and it was like this stage that he went through that he laid down his life the bible says that no greater love has no man than that to lay down his life for his friend and you see men we are called as warriors to lay down our lives for our wives for our children for our friends and even those that we don't know and you you see this is what Jesus did he laid down his life he fought that fight and we were uh, invited to engage with him in, with something new I'm going to read out some things that you are going to find incredibly interesting at the moment um, according to uh, McCrindle research a question was asked, how important is spirituality to each of the following areas of your life? And of the survey and of the study, um, it said that mental health uh, for men was 38% percent as extremely important and you see this gives us an opportunity and some insight here that there is a, a, a large percentage of men that see spirituality their spiritual walk how they relate spiritually how they find identity spiritually that uh, 38 percent of, of of men in Australia see that spirituality is important to their mental health well I want to say this I want to go so, go further that uh, it is also important to our emotional health and so there has to be a plumb line there has to be an example I know as I was growing up as uh, as a young boy uh, I would always look to my father as an example I would always look to him as the uh, template for my life as the example for my life and so here at this point uh, we we have Jesus as our example but let me just talk about this for a moment and you may not be able to see everything that's written on the screen but I'm just going to talk about this and I'm going to read out some interesting facts at the moment according to uh, the Australian Men's Health um, Forum it says this that uh, men in Australia uh, die six years younger than women on average 95% of people who die at work are men some people might say well you know they take stupid risks <laughs> you know, but but, uh, but that might be the case as well um, uh, 
but uh, men under 65 are more four times more likely than women to die from heart disease. I'm going to give some insight into that. Um, and this is not all bad news, let me just tell you. But 75% of people die of 75% of people who die in transport accidents in Australia are male. It might be because of their driving, who knows. But two out of three victims of fatal assaults in Australia are male. Two out of three. Um, men under 75 are twice as likely as women to die from preventable causes. And that is extraordinary, to die from preventable causes. People that don't have to die, uh, men that don't have to die, and it was preventable all the way. And these are some of the reasons. This is diet and health, again, according to the Australian Men's Health Forum. It says males account for the majority of disease linked to poor diet poor diet. It's very interesting that 62% of the disease um, burden attributed to diet in low in vegetables was experienced by men. Men, you've got to eat your veggies. It's not just all about briskets and meat as much as we would like to, uh, to that, as much as we think that, well, it was eating grass. So if I eat that technically, no, no, it's not an argument. You've got to eat your veggies. You've got to eat your greens. Um, processed meat overall, diet high in processed meat contributed more, uh, more fat, uh, fatal <laughs> fat, Fat too contributed more fatal burden, 71% than non-fatal burden was only 29%. Here's last the last one. Males account for the majority of disease linked to diets low in fruit. That's 65%. Why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you all this is because men focus on many things that they ought to not to. And that might be said of women as well. But what happens is this, is that men, we're not good at looking after ourselves. And the key is this, is that we need to look after ourselves because our community needs us. Our family needs us. Our wives need us. Our children need us. We need to step up into that place of, of where we start to identify, hey, am I healthy? Am I healthy in my body? Am I healthy in my mental state? And of course, today, am I healthy in my emotions? Talking about emotions, and I'm not just talking about depression here or anything like that, but we need to understand this is that, as you can see here, three in four suicides are male men. Three in four. Man, we've got to stand up and say, stop, enough is enough. We have to be able to reach out to each other so that, men, we stay in an emotionally healthy state. You are not an island, and God has not made you that way. He has made you to be an emotional being. Um, two in three deaths are preventable for males, totally preventable. 
just extraordinary. Can you imagine if those husbands and fathers were still alive today? And I just want to stop and just recognize you may, you may have experienced what I'm talking about here. And I just want to say that God loves you, that God can be a father to you. He can be a husband to you. And if you, if you lean into him, that he will heal that hurt within your life. Um, we can see that uh, weight, men with a waist under 95 centimetres are healthier. Well, I haven't measured mine recently, but maybe, uh, maybe I ought to. Fitness, even walking can help you keep fit and uh, live longer. Habits, man, habits. I know I have some bad habits, some go-to things. And I'm not talking about eating too many vegetables and fruit is a bad habit. That's a good habit. But what I'm saying is habits and habitual ways within our life, the go-to things, the solitary place. And sometimes you might be a person that finds a, a, a great strength in solitude. But I want you to understand that, that uh, Jesus longs to be with you. He longs to meet you in that solitary place. In fact, Jesus as our warrior example, he was the one that in an extraordinary way that, uh, that he would go into a solitary place to spend time with his father, to spend time with our heavenly father as well. And so Women, you need to know your man facts, and uh, this might help you. That uh, it's 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 all about that. Be a healthy mate. There is there is a key that men for men to men be a healthy mate. When you're healthy, then you inspire me to be healthy. When I'm healthy, I hopefully inspire you to be healthy. Be a great listener, men. We need. Uh, people who listen to us. We need people who uh, who can uh, engage with active listening. And uh, the last thing on the bottom of this screen, it says just be there. And I think it's just so important. So we're talking about a warrior. We're talking about men being a warrior. We're talking about um, uh, 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 men stepping up into that place that they need to work. A man is designed to live for a purpose. And again, that's not to say that women are not, but what I'm saying is men, we are designed to live for purpose. We are designed to engage with something significant and to see it outwork and to see it work. And, uh, you know, men, we need to work. And uh, you, might, you might be a woman says, my man needs to work. He doesn't even pick up his dirty underwear. Well, <laughs> that, might, that might be the case. And, and guys, it's, it's, it's time. It's time for you to do those sorts of things. All right. You know, uh, you know I've, I've heard people divorce over, you know, things like that. But, you know, it's, it's that men need to work. And you can start by picking up your dirty underwear. But um, men need to work. They need to be engaged. Um, but there is a God-given call in every man to conquer, to achieve. And this is not separate from a woman. This is a realization that a man does not compare himself to a woman. He just needs something to work for, a goal to work, 
work towards. And I wonder, I just wonder, that if it's three out of four people commit suicide, a male, I just wonder if those people have lost purpose in their life and how much of a difference it would mean if somebody reached out to them and said, hey, you've, you've, you've been designed by a great designer. You have a great creator and a great father who loves you. You've been designed for a purpose and just for this moment. You may not see it, but God has it in store for you. And so I, I just want to um, uh, just uh, encourage you to reach out to each other. And so you need to understand that rebuilding a man's life is a huge effort. And it does not happen overnight. Us men, we need to get better at this. We need to step into that place of improvement, address the areas that we find difficult. And so I want to ask this question in our community and in our society. Where have all the warriors gone? Often warriors are not found until there is a war to fight. And I'm not talking about punching. I'm, I'm, that's not a fight that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the resolve within a man's life. The problem is us men don't realize that there is a fight within us. There is a constant fight and a struggle that the biggest person that we fight with is ourselves. The words that we speak, the, uh, the constant uh, um, internal conversation that perhaps you know, tear, we tear ourselves down or, or, or we hate why we respond the way that we do or, 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 or we, get, we struggle with that internal conversation. It's a fight to be heard. We need to be heard. We need to be recognized as men. We need to be understood and we need to be remembered. You know, sometimes, you know, Stephen Covey uh, uh, says this, that we need to begin with the end in mind. And I know that might be a solemn thought and uh, maybe even a morbid thought, but, you know, when we come to the end of our life, what are we going to be remembered for? And not just the good things, but also all the bad things, all the things that we wish we hadn't done, all the things we wish we hadn't said. But <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30 says this, I looked for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would, so I would not have to destroy it, but I found none. You see, God's heart isn't about destroying. God's heart in this matter was doing away with the injustice. And God's heart in the matter was that, was that if, if, if just one man in an entire city, one man, one just man could be found, then the entire city would be saved. Just one righteous man who had enough fight he had enough gumption, who had enough justice within so that he could affect the injustice without, outside of him. And here the Lord is looking for someone to help people turn from incredible unjust things. I want to read a quote from John Eldridge out of uh, the book Wild at Heart. And I, I'm going to quote, it's, 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 it's a long quote, but I think it captures some of the things that I'm wanting to say. It says this, society, quote, society at large can't make up its mind about men. 
having spent the last 30 years redefining masculinity into something more sensitive, safe, manageable, and, well, feminine. It now berates men for not being men. Boys will be boys, they sigh, as though if a man were to truly grow up, he would forsake wilderness and wanderlust and settle down, be at home forever in Aunt Polly's parlour. Where are all the real men? Is a regular fare for talk shows and new books. You ask them to be women, I want to say. The result is a gender confusion never experienced at such a wide level in history, in the history of the world. How can a man know he is one when his highest aim is minding his manners? I think that sums up so many times as men that we have been shut down and that has caused an emotional shutdown where we can't express ourselves, where we can't be moved with compassion, that we can't be moved into a place of seeking justice when we see the lack of justice. And so there's two principles that if we are going to be emotionally healthy men that we need to understand. This is the key. Understand that this is the key of what we're talking about, emotional health. And an emotionally healthy man can step up and into that place of recognising that he is a warrior. The first principle is this, that every, is that every warrior has a cause to fight for. Every man has a fight, has a cause, sorry, to fight for. In Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. You see, even in this, this scripture beautifully shows and beautifully reveals that, uh, that, that, that we are to fight for our families. And that's fight to spend time. That's, that's fight to love them. There's, a, there's an internal fight of where our workplace would seek to rob our families of those things, to seek to draw us away into other things. Whereas here, there is in, in, the, in that passage in Nehemiah, the Lord says, fight for your families. Fight for your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. You know, some of the things we're fighting against is things like, you know, too much screen time or, or, or being distracted by work calls and emails. And, and I know all about that. I can relate completely to that. And uh, I need my wife, Anna, to continually remind me. And it is a, continually, a continual reminder. Um, <clears throat> but... I love it what William Wallace in Braveheart said, and the quote says this, fight and you may die, run and you'll live at least a while, and dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take you finish it off. Our freedom. And man, man, your emotional health is in your willingness to stand up and fight for what is just and what is right. 
to spend time with people, the right people, our wives, our partners, our friends, our, our, our community need us to build those strong relationships. A warrior without a cause to fight for will fight the wrong thing to fight against. In Acts chapter 8 verse 3 it says, But Saul began to destroy the church going from house to house. He dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. See, Paul had a great cause. The Bible says that he was very zealous in, in, the, in his religion, in what he believed that he was doing. But friends, it was the wrong thing. His compass was in the wrong place. And our emotional health, something that will help us be so much more emotionally healthy, is that we start to build the right connections with the right people. And that is often our family, our wives, our children, our community, our lives within, the, you know, connections within the church, but equally connections within the community as well. But society doesn't like men to be a warrior. Society doesn't like men, you know, uh, they, want, we, they want us to be, you know, strong and fit. But uh, so many times, if you were to be outspoken about a certain matter, then society would say, you know, you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to speak like that. Don't say those things. Whereas really, as a community, we need to stand up. Really, as men, we need to stand up and speak out justice when we see injustice. Amen? So, um, sometimes you throw a punch. That... That's, that's, that's a metaphor. So I'm not endorsing men going around throwing punches, okay? Just, I just want to clarify that it's a metaphor. But look, listen, there is some things it says when Samson prayed. Now, Samson, if you don't know the story of Samson, there was a covenant uh, that uh, there was an agreement that God had with him that as long as his hair was long and he didn't drink strong drink or alcohol, then, uh, then he would retain superhuman strength. And that was displayed through all of his life. But he had a weakness. It was a woman. And uh, then Samson said, and then Samson got um, captured because um, he gave away his secret and his hair was cut off and he became weak. And then it says this in Judges chapter 16, verse 28 to 30. It said, then Samson prayed to the Lord. Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for, this, for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson pushed on the pillars of the temple and all the people were wiped out. See, there's a time to pull the trigger. There's a time to make a decision. And I think too many times... Uh, um, emotionally unhealthy men are indecisive when it comes to decisions that we need to make. And that's what I'm saying. At that point, there needs to be a punch thrown. There needs to be a decision made that says, I will not be that person or I will be that man. Emotional health begins with finding the purpose in your punch. And so that purpose is, well, why are you alive? Why are you living? What's the purpose, that drive within you? 
The second principle that we need to live by is that sometimes we turn the other cheek. I started off by talking about Jesus being the perfect warrior. And when we look at when Jesus was about to be arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, his trusty mate that would always throw the punch, Peter, he, draws the, he drew his sword out and he, and he thrust his sword at one of the guards and he actually went to cut the guy's head off and, 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 and uh, missed and he cut, he sliced the ear of that man off. And you see, in that moment, Jesus, the greatest warrior, filled with compassion, filled with purpose, filled to the brim <laughs> with emotional health, picks up that ear and he heals the man even in that moment. The very guard that lunged at Jesus, lunged at them to, to, to stop and, and, and to arrest him. Jesus, at that moment, he knew the decision that he had to make. He knew the decision to move with compassion. He knew the decision to move in love because Jesus is love. Sometimes the sword is not our best weapon. It is our love. If you want to be an emotionally healthy man, you need to choose love every single time. Love is more than physical strength. And as men, we often pride ourselves on how strong we are. But we need to apologize like a man, forgive like a man. We need to be humble and confess secret sin like a man. Fight on your knees in prayer like a man. An emotionally strong man is as strong as he is, is honest with himself and with those around him. So name your battle. Walk with somebody. Invite God into that walk. Work out what does the Bible say about the matter. Your emotional health will start to soar when you fight the battle for your emotions and step into that emotionally healthy place. In just a few moments, I just want to pray with you, but the worship team is just going to sing a song through and I just want to invite you to step into that place with Jesus. If anything that I've said today has been of any value and of worth to you, then don't take what I say. Don't hear my voice, but hear the voice of Jesus and what He wants to share, of what, how He wants to transform you. So let's just worship together and invite Jesus right now, the presence of God to work within our lives.
So you may not know this or understand this, that during this service, we've had a team of people praying just for you. And um, one of them uh, has felt that, that uh, there are people watching this stream right now that really just feel as though they've never been able to measure up. That they've never been able to step into that place of complete acceptance and of self-worth. And in a moment, I'm just going to pray and just invite God just to rest upon each and all of us. But I want to help you understand that when Jesus died upon the cross, <laughs> He said that it's finished. That all those areas where you have felt or I have felt that we don't measure up and that might have been a message that have come from you know parents or friends or schoolmates or or, or people at our workplace no matter where that message has come from I implore you to understand that you do measure up that the Bible says this that all have fallen short all that's every single one. Every single person has fallen short of the glory of God. I'm going to make mistakes all the time. You're going to make mistakes all the time. And it's for that purpose and that reason why Jesus came. That when He died upon the cross and He said, he's, it, it is finished. He created you and I to be a complete new creation. A new creation. That you are made new. That when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, He declares that there is a newness about you. That you are brand new. That the old has passed away, that the old has been washed away and that you are washed clean and completely new. 
Sure, there might be some things that, you know, mistakes that you might continue to make and, and uh, the, there might be things that you still continue to do that reflect the old. But the Bible says it this way. Though a righteous man falls seven times, seven times he gets back up again. The Lord raises you back up again. That's a 100% success rate that when we come to Jesus and we say, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Forgive me where I've held it even against myself that I don't measure up, that I've agreed with the lie from the enemy that says that I don't measure up. Friends, I want you to understand and I want you to know you totally measure up. You are accepted. You are loved. And it, what's and all, even all the things that you may not love about yourself, Jesus loves every single one of them because He loves you completely. So right now, I'm going to pray and I just want you to join with me no matter where you're watching this from, no matter what you're doing. You just might want to, you might want to take a knee. You might want to uh, just put your hands out as an expression of, of just saying, Jesus, I invite you to come. But as I pray, I'm believing that Jesus' presence is just going to wash over you right now. And you're going to feel something shift within your life. And so, Jesus, right now, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord, and we accept you, God, completely because, Lord, you have totally and completely accepted us. Jesus, you accept me just as I am. And so, Jesus, right within this moment right now, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your presence and we invite you just to, for your presence to saturate us, Lord, that we are an ark and a carrier of your presence wherever we go, Lord. And Lord, you have tested us and you have declared that we do measure up. You have declared us good. And so, Lord, I just pray for that person, for every single person watching right now, that your presence would just saturate, that your presence would fall, that, Lord, you would set the wrong things right. Lord, we call for all injustice, Lord, to be done away with and that your justice would prevail in Jesus' name. Lord, give us wisdom as we step in to these areas that we've talked about, areas of our, of our health, areas of our body, but, Lord, areas of our emotions that perhaps may be completely untouched and untapped, Lord. Lord, right now, help us, lead us. Holy Spirit, right now, we just ask that you would fall upon us, teach us, restore to us the ability to express our emotions healthy. Lord, that they wouldn't bubble over and, 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 uh, and, and we would say and do things that we would regret, Lord, but Lord, that we can express them well because we can love well. And so, Jesus, right now, we thank you for your presence. You may be watching this right now when you have never invited Jesus into your life. Then I want you to pray these, pray these words after, after, after me. Say, Jesus, I welcome you into my life. I need you today. I am a sinner. I've fallen short. And you are my Savior. Jesus, be Lord of my life. 
from this day forward. Help me be a better person. Saturate my heart in your love and make me courageous today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you've prayed that for the first time, congratulations. You've invited Jesus into your heart. He is the King of Kings and He is the Lord of Lords and He loves you dearly. Hey, can you reach out to us? Can you send us a message? Uh, uh, you can send us a message over the chat or email us at office at manninghamcc.org. It would mean a lot to me to be able to hear from you and, uh, and to hear about your journey and your journey with Jesus just beginning. And so I want to thank you today for watching. I want to thank you today for stepping in to this new place of emotional health. And uh, I pray that, uh, you know, you have an amazing and extraordinary week. And uh, thank you so much for watching today. Bless you heaps.